Fashion and beauty are serious business. On this podcast, we will hear from amazing creative entrepreneurs. Join us as we explore their unique success stories, learn from experts, and hear about their journeys. Steve Jobs famously said that, the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. So let's get crazy. I'm your host, Ann Zuckerman, and this is the Just Wanted to Ask podcast. Ladies, have you ever had one of those uncomfortable headlight moments? Don't you want to be heard without distraction? Bezzy broad discs are your solution. Go to justwantedtoask.com and look for Bezzy broad discs. Hello, everyone. As the world's first business Reiki master and hostess of the five-star rated Journeypreneur podcast on iTunes, Sensei Victoria Whitfield helps empathetic entrepreneurs and leaders stay grounded and clear as they navigate the emotional roller coaster of business development by using the power of strategic meditation. She loves getting up on stage and presenting talks on personal transformation, business culture, and unity. Speaking on stage is one of her most important platforms for making a difference in this world and elevating humanity. She is a published author, a successful six-figure energy healer, and has toured the world showing heart-centered and growth-minded leaders how to get connected to their natural intuition and truly be visionary so they can work, work less and increase their impact. Welcome, Sensei Victoria. <laughs> it's so good to be here, and it's also so fun to, to hear that intro every time someone reads. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's true. I almost forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here to serve and I'm excited uh, to, to get to be here and talk to you and, and share anything that I can to lift up the community. And thank you for having me. <laughs> well, welcome. So tell us about how you got to this place, um, how you became a Reiki master and energy and in, intuition and using meditation. Oh, my gosh. So I needed it first. I needed it first. So uh, for anyone who's not familiar with the term Reiki, like this does not mean I'm raking leaves. I've gotten that before. I'm like, wow, I've never met someone who's excellent at raking leaves, like a master of raking leaves. No. <laughs> it's a word that comes from Japanese. Reiki means universal life force energy. So someone who's mastered the uh, the moving and shaping and sensing of universal life force energy is someone who would be considered an, a healer or an energy therapist, right? Someone who does, um, in the church, they talk about laying on of hands in order to bless and, and help promote healing or speed up transformation. So that's essentially what Reiki is. It comes uh, from Japan. That is the deepest part of my mastery was learning more about how to sense and move and shape ambient energy because I personally 
am an energy sensitive. What that means is that I'm emotional. I'm emotionally sensitive. So anyone who says like I'm energy sensitive, you could just swap out the word energy for emotion and you'll translate the entire thing that they're talking about, even if it sounds like they're from Mars. So I've been a very emotionally sensitive or energetically sensitive uh, individual since birth. I tend to absorb other people's feelings and how I would cope with that ever since I was a child, actually, was by uh, people pleasing. And so I found that the more that I please others, the less of an emotionally um, charged environment I would have to be in. And so that way, if there was less emotional charge in the environment, the safer I would feel, the easier the conversations and interactions, et cetera. Whereas there was a lot of emotional charge, like a lot of rage or grief or like like intense emotions, I would absorb them into my body and I would even get tension. I used to have TMJ, uh, which is temporal mandibular joint disorder. So like my jaw would wire shut. Um, when people would yell or there would be a lot of grief or intense emotion in the room, a lot of depression. I also um, mirror other people's feelings as part of how I communicate with them. It's just, I was just born that way. This is not um, necessarily something that I decided to be emotional. Um, it was actually, I consider it kind of like a handicap of mine. I wasn't able to go to um, like funerals because it was just literally physically crippling. Um, to be around that emotion and what really put the the turning point for me around starting to get a handle on my emotions was after a really bad breakup um, where after years and years of people pleasing and then losing the relationship that I defined myself by right I defined my identity by that relationship that I was in once that that relationship ended, I didn't know who I was. And I was kind of like a zombie walking. And I credit my mom, uh, who, you know, I'm crying on the phone to her. And she says, you know, I think it's time for you to really start healing um, and, and finding yourself again. And oddly enough, that process brought me to learning about self-care for one, you know, being able to invest time, not even money, but even at least time in giving a crap (laughs) about myself and how I feel um, and uh, rebuilding my self-image and confidence. And from there, reading more books about personal growth and development, um, it helped me on the path to learning more about spiritual development. And that was really what sparked my interest around Reiki. All that and also uh, one day when I was apple picking with my mom during my, my emotional recovery process, um, my mom slipped in the apple orchard and, um, got a sprain in her ankle. We could actually see the ankle kind of come out of the joint, didn't break the skin, but it immediately started swelling up, turning colors, but she fell in a very strange way. She fell, um, onto her knees, but put both of her hands around that ankle, not touching them. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm going to go and get an ambulance. And she's like, no, 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 This is what changed my life. She looked at me very intensely and said, Victoria, you are going to heal me. I'm like, okay, you're in shock. I'm going to run and go ask for help. And she's like, no, you're going to heal me. Do something. I'm like, okay. And um, I had this habit ever since I was a child of looking up at the sky 
and having conversations with the clouds. And maybe I imagine that, you know, like I could look up at the clouds and derive comfort from them. And that was the only thing that came to mind in the moment of what to do. So I just knelt beside her, put my hands mirroring her, not touching her ankle. And I just looked up at the clouds and said, Sky, please come down and heal my mother. And this is what happened. <laughs> I'll never forget this. I felt slash saw with my mind's eye a bolt of clear lightning come boom into the top of my head, boom down my spine, boom through my arms and out of my hands, boom into her ankle and into the ground in an instant, like a, like a snap that fast. It was like kapow and in out out like visually as I was looking at her ankle just like kind of nonchalantly just you know asking this guy to come down and heal my mother her ankle reset itself while neither of us were touching it that freaked me out freaked her out and what was even crazier is I felt the sensation of some sort of like a hand or something come in and grab my stomach and shake it as I heard the words your mother is healed tell her get up and it was like this intense amount of certainty that I've never, I've never felt that before in my life. And I haven't felt it that crazy since of like literally something shaking my stomach, say, tell her, get up, she's healed. And so I, all right, you're, you're fine. Get up, let's go. And she's looking at me like I have three heads, three heads. Oh, like you are out of your mind. I'm like, this is what you asked for. Let's go. <laughs> oh, 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 like compelled by this force. I don't know what this, this force um, had apparently come through and reset her ankle. We walked back and I mean, by the time I ran and got our apple, she was up walking around like nothing had happened. And that was her driving foot, by the way. So like we were about an hour from home uh, for her to, to drive us back. And as we were driving back, she said, you know, I'm, I don't know what happened back there, but I think you need to study something and look into something called Reiki because there's, there's something, you have a gift. I don't know what's going to happen, but I think you need to look into this. And I was searching for like meaning and direction and something to really help define my identity at the time. I'm like, all right, Reiki, I don't know what that is. Um, and come to find out Reiki is the practice of connecting to universal life force energy, the force of healing and change and growth all around us in nature. And my practice um, studying with masters privately, like I didn't really go to group stuff or a school or anything. I just studied one-on-one -on -one, um, with different practitioners. The more that I learned that, uh, the more I was able to tap into my own connection to um, ambient energy around me, to reset how I feel, to ground and clear environments and people around me. Now, I can't say that I've been resetting bones and stuff ever since. That was like the, the catalyst for me to commit to, the, to this practice for the rest of my life. Because um, that was just so shocking that I'll never forget it. And that like the, the practice of Reiki and learning more about uh, energy sensitivity and energy management practices have actually continued to evolve over time. My relationship with how I work and how I do business, um, because your energy is everything, especially in business, your ability to manage your own energy, your team's energy, the energy of your clients and your leads, 
the the more that you're able to do that, the deeper uh, you are able to be of service, right? The more that you're in alignment and know that you're walking your path and your purpose. And so I bring these Reiki principles from not only my own personal healing journey, but I bring them now into uh, the coaching that I do with my clients um, and with the companies that that I help this awareness of there, there are forces of nature that can really support the flow of productivity, the flow of connection and community and health so that you are taking care of what I like to call your office supplies. Uh, for those of you who are listening right now, I'm grabbing my face as I say this. This is your office supply. This body um, is your most important piece of equipment uh, you know, if you were in a dental office, like if the, you know, the, the dental thing where they have all the drills and stuff, if that had problems, if that was creaky or if that needed a replacement part or needed some work on, absolutely, you would take care of your equipment so that you could do your job. And what I found as a recovering um, people pleaser is that I had no awareness of my equipment, no awareness of the value of the office supplies that I'm working with here. And so this practice of Reiki was really the bridge point to help me see my, the value of my self-care as a business expense and something that determines the, the level of quality and quantity of productivity I'm able to put out um, as, as the representative of my corporation or as one of the workers in my own corporation, this corpse that I have incorporated into this, this body is my office supply. And the more that I take care of and replenish um, the, the well of well-being within this office supply, the greater impact that I can have for what I'm called to in my life and in my industry. So to answer your question, that's where all this business Reiki business uh, came from was that it started in my own personal growth and development journey. And that shocking uh, event of the, that the force, right. For all of our star Wars fans coming down and, and, and making its presence known as a side note, by the way, I was raised in the church. I, I am a believer. And this practice is something that has deepened my relationship with a higher power as opposed to replace it. I get a lot of hate, by the way, of people saying like, oh, what do you do? It comes from the devil and all that types of stuff, you know? And I personally believe that playing small is also of the devil. So the next time someone tries to tell me, shame on you, it's like, all right, you go right ahead. How many people are you helping, right? How, how authentic are you living? And then you can come and tell me whether or not I'm from the devil. That's fine. I know when I answer to my maker, what my maker is going to say. And I honor my path and I'll honor anyone else's path, whatever they choose as far as spiritual or religious beliefs. And this practice for me, melding um, energy and productivity is something that has completely like taken my life and the lives of my community to the next level. And I'm so grateful to get to share about it here. And the super great question. <laughs> yeah. I love you when you're muted. And you're amazing. <laughs> that was wonderful. Um, I didn't mean to be muted. Um, so we think of Reiki as healing, but what you're saying is that it can also be used to open up your personal energy uh, to allow for greater energy to come in. Mm -hmm. 
because as we discussed off top, uh, off the podcast, um, I have felt for a while that um, my energy has been just suppressed and I don't know, uh, blocked. So with Reiki, it's a total energy type of healing and opening up as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's kind of like water. We want to think of Reiki and energy as water and that you um, are a plant planted in dirt. You need water in order to continue to grow, right? So the awareness of giving yourself the fuel that you need to do the productive, right? Maybe bearing fruit and reproductive, right? Maybe planting seeds to do the productivity that you are built to do. You need the fuel um, that promotes you doing what you do naturally. So if you pour gasoline on a plant, that plant is going to naturally wither and die because that is not the right type of fuel that promotes that plant being the fullness of its greatness. I will. I'm hearing guidance to say the word entelechy. There's a word for this. Each person's entelechy is their internal intelligence to grow. Like the, uh, to be used in a sentence, um, a seed's entelechy, uh, like an acorn seed has entelechy to be an oak tree, right? If you plant that acorn seed and you add water, right? And sunlight and, and the conditions that promote the expansion of that natural entelechy, you will get an oak tree, right? The more that you maintain um, its access to the energy that fuels its natural productivity. However, if you take that very same acorn and you stick it in a plastic jar and fill that plastic jar with gasoline, the entelechy the that is um, built into that acorn will not activate because it doesn't have the, the right type of fuel to fuel the production that it was created to have. So, Reiki is one of the types of fuel that promotes our inner entelechy as individuals, right? Your natural state as a human being is healthy. And so the more Reiki you have access to, the more health you're going to have in your body. And the great thing about Reiki is I like to think of it kind of like hot sauce. You could put that shift on everything. You could put it on everything. And so the more that you, uh, practice the Reiki principles, right? Or do the different forms. You can actually free up energetic systems and intelligence to grow, right? That entelechy and not just yourself as a human being or animals and plants, uh, which is usually most of the application of Reiki is usually for like people, animals, plants, and maybe for like a house clearing. But I apply that to my finances, my business, my relationships, my clients, um, that, there to different trends in the industry, the more that I share that healing energy, the more harmonious growth that natural entelechy blossoms because of access to that fuel. So when, when you think of Reiki, you want to think of it as fuel for growth and progress. When you're feeling blocked, you have creative blocks, 
uh, mental blocks, emotional blocks, financial and sales blocks, lead generation and marketing blocks, all different types of blocks that we can have um, as entrepreneurs trying to make an impact out there. When we apply energy that can nourish and refuel us, it naturally lets the block release, right? We exchange gasoline for water so that simply because your system is much more clear and accessing better, cleaner energy, you're able to get more done faster and with greater ease. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. I need so much help. (laughs) I need so much help. So when, let's say I came to you, what would be the process? How long? I, I mean, it would depend on the individual, but what do you do? Have repeated sessions to make sure that everything's open. And then how often would someone need to redo the process? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So on average, I like uh, for people to commit to three months. That way they have enough time to see themselves. Yes. One session, you're going to learn a lot and that's going to be amazing. And if you only go to the gym once, you're not going to see much results. You'll have a great time. You will have a great experience. It may be lots of fun. You'll see all types of new stuff at the gym, right? And discover things about yourself on that first time. But if you don't come back and make it a practice, right? And an exercise for about a good three months, you won't really get to see the results that you're seeking. So, I mean, I do... Uh, I I do talk to people initially to see like where they are at. So it begins with an assessment of, okay, what's your story? What's the gap, right? Everyone knows the gap analysis. Where are you at right now? Where do you want to be? And given where you want to be, here's what I recommend to bridge that gap. And if you want my help, I'm happy to provide it. And if I'm not the right fit for you, I have a vast network of awesomeness worldwide that I can happily refer you to. So it starts with that assessment of like, okay, so where where are you at uniquely? From that assessment, then the the approach is to immerse you in the practice on a regular basis. So for some people, um, so for some people, they like weekly, for other people, they like biweekly, for others, they like monthly. What matters most is how you feel and how invested are you in seeing the result. And I don't just mean financially invested. I mean, yes, I do mean monetary. Like, what's your budget? I always honor people's budget. Like, I would never um, overcharge or over recommend or oversell someone. It's where you're at. But at the same time, more so than money, you can make money. But I'm talking about time. Like, what is your time budget? How invested time-wise are you to committing to see different results in your energy and productivity? During each session, um, we do releasing and receiving exercises as well as assessments and reassessments during each session. So there's going to be teaching, but especially I believe in the power of releasing to receive, releasing to receive. Nine times out of 10, when someone comes to me with any kind of block, it's because they're holding on to something that is generating that block. I create my blocks. Therefore, I am also my own personal blockbuster. 
And so I model that um, and guide people through that becoming block aware, right, in each session, as well as becoming how I'm creating, how we are creating our own blocks, right, raising that awareness, and then exactly what to do to bust through those blocks and allow for the healing energy, right, the productive energy to flow naturally. And so we immerse in that process during our sessions, whether it's you're coming to the group thing or we're working one-on-one, right? So you immerse yourself in that practice on a regular basis and the results come over time as it integrates with how you are being. How you do anything is how you do everything. And the key to making a shift is being exposed to yourself, doing things differently, thinking differently, operating differently, feeling differently, the more that you can get immersion, exposure, immersion, exposure, immersion, exposure, everyone who's listening. Um, Ann and I were talking about being in live events uh, before we uh, hit record on this podcast and how just the exposure to all of that energy is like, it's a shot of adrenaline. You feel like you're fired out of a cannon um, forward in your progress. That's immersion and exposure. Immersion learning is the key so that you are able to integrate the learning by doing it. And it's just like going to the gym, right? When you immerse yourself going to the gym, lifting weights and doing the exercises, your body is immersed in that process and adjusts up to the exertion, right? It learns from the resistance that it has in doing the process, doing the processes, doing the exercises. So the more that you do it, the better your results. It's the same with working with me. Mm -hmm. Wow. Um, And then how do you use meditation along with that? Oh, this is the secret sauce. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So I created um, a process called uh, the strategic meditation system. And it's a six step process for being able to create a pocket of integration on demand every time whenever you need it. And so meditation is just the practice of listening and digestion. And it's kind of like the equivalent of going through your day and just eating a ton of food, right? This is you working and um, taking in information. We take in tons and tons of information from our clients, from the media, from uh, our devices and all of the people in our lives. We take in a ton of information and it's good. I'm, I'm a lifelong learning learner. I believe like Tony says, learning never stops. And what can happen for me personally, and this is what led me to meditation, is that I also get a little overwhelmed. I have so many transformational binders sitting on the personal growth and development graveyard shelf, gathering dust, and every other page says, start here, do this, start here, do this, start here, do this. With a little bit of ADD, right, and a little bit of hyperactive energy, I am completely overwhelmed. I, that was amazing, and I have no idea what I'm doing. Oh, my God. And so it's the equivalent of, like, I, I'm stuffed. I'm stuffed. I'm eating, 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 eating. Every day is Thanksgiving. But eventually, if I want to eat another day in my life other than Thanksgiving, I need to rest and digest 
all of what I've just taken in. And that's what meditation is. It is the rest and digest process. And I call it strategic meditation because it helps um, to recalibrate every meeting, every event, every day, right? Every experience that we're having, the more that we're able to have little pockets, little quick pockets of rest and digestion, we can connect to what I call your true north. So this is kind of like following directions based off of a magnetized compass pointing to everybody else's north versus finding your true north and going in your direction. I need a moment personally, and I find I'm not the only one on the planet who needs this. I need a moment to shift from magnetic north being what everyone else says I should be doing and what direction I should be going from uh, a two. And I need a moment to shift from that to my true north, to my inner compass, to recalibrate of like, this is my mission, vision, values. This is how I feel. This is my health right now. This is what's going on for me. This is my story. And this is my alignment. I need a moment. I know just a moment, just a moment. Or if I need like a few minutes, if I've been taken, I've taken in a lot, like, you know, I need a few minutes to be able to stay clear and hold my vision as opposed to um, what the industry says, what my family says, what my mentor says, what my marketing coach says, right? I, I need a moment to reconnect to my truth. And the practice of strategic meditation creates these pockets of clarity throughout the day. It's not just about having a miracle morning. I want a miracle life. So that's why we create pockets of awareness and pockets of clarity throughout the day and not just on our days off, but especially at work, because in these moments is when we gather that access to the energy that we need to do more good in the world. I believe that when more good people make good money, more good happens in the world. And that when people feel better, they do better. So if we can create more pockets of time for feeling better and getting that clarity of vision and staying focused with strategic meditation, we're able to do more good in the world. We're able to make more money and have that greater impact. So that's what uh, meditation means uh, to me and how I use it. That's what I teach uh, my students. And that's also what I practice for myself in my business, the every single decision that I have to make involves a strategic meditation first. That way I know I'm always headed in the right direction for me. Uh, with my history of people pleasing, I'm at risk for going in the direction that others um, tell me to go in. And I've made a commitment that I'm gonna live my purpose and I'm going to explore all of my potential um, and I'm going to serve my people. I don't want to forget what I've committed to. And so that's why strategic meditation I, for me personally is so important is that I'm able to recover from those patterns of people pleasing and stay clear on what's my right uh, direction. I, I don't know if any of that made sense. Yeah, it does. And it also uh, recently I spoke with somebody about the, the separation between the conscious and the subconscious. And what you're saying is you're opening up your subconscious to allow your conscious thoughts to actually go deeper and your subconscious to speak to the conscious part of you. 
so that it's a holistic experience. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow, that makes such a difference. Because very often we say, well, this is what I want to do. But you know that part of you is saying, never, it's not going to happen. But what you're saying is that if you open up the energy, then it can be a holistic experience where you can accomplish what you want to. Um, Wow, very impactful. (laughs) So... Um, so we've talked about mindset shifts and releasing energy blocks and for business owners as well as personal development, mm-hmm. because in business, we interact with other people. Yeah. So if the energy is bad, it's like being in a bad relationship. If the energy is bad, then it's always going to be raining. It's never, the sun's never going to shine. Mm-hmm. So... We need to get past that. Um, and you also have uh, ten top ten productivity hacks for, uh, for from an energy master. Tell us about that. Oh yeah, absolutely. So uh, that is my fr- um, almost free giveaway. So it took me over a decade to put these energy hacks together. Um, there's just a very nominal donation. Uh, to get the list. Um, you can get that at my website, strategicmeditation.com. And it comes as a pop-up. And so these, uh, this is a checklist of, are you doing these 10 things? If you are not doing these 10 things, that's the reason why your energy is blocked. Right. And, um, I will. So I just got guidance right now to, share one of them. One of them I call is actually nesting, nesting. And so uh, this comes from the practice of biomimicry, which is uh, another branch of uh, business studies. Biomimicry looks to nature for systems of perpetual productivity and then applies them to business. So I love biomimicry. And nesting uh, comes from eagle and eagle spirit. Whenever uh, eagle spirit comes through, she represents perspective. So if you see eagles, it's because you need to change your perspective on things. And when a mother eagle feels that she is ready to lay her eggs, she feels she's ready to create. The first thing that she does is she builds a what? A nest. A nest. And so that means creating a space that is customized to you being creative, you being creative, making sure that you are in a space that supports you in your unique energy, that you have everything you need, that if you were to make love or drop a baby right here, you would feel totally safe. If you need all the pillows or if you need everything clean, if you need other people's stuff out of your space, right? If you need inspiration and color on the walls, right? Or if you need pens and office supply or whatever it is, if you need peace and quiet, or if you need ambient noise and loud, take care of how you nest. If you are feeling creatively blocked, and this is just one out of the the 10 from the checklist, if you're feeling creatively blocked, you might want to check how is your nest? Are you crowded in the space where you are trying to create and, and make shifts? Are, are other people 
and there's stuff cluttering up your space. Are you not maintaining your nest, right? Is, it, is there dust? Is there clutter? Is there papers and, and open trash cans, right? Like there's, I could go very deep into this, like the feng shui, for example, of space, but for the sake of brevity, um, I'm, I'm hearing to share uh, from my guides that uh, a great practice, if, if anyone decides um, to get the the checklist, they'll see nest there. But this is uh, for those of you if you don't get a chance to download the checklist, right, um, and get that for yourself. Remember to take a look at your space. Your space is a reflection of you and your readiness for what you're calling in. So if you are not in a space that reflects and communicates that I am ready, like a client could walk right in right now. Right. Or if you're not in a space that's like if I needed to write, I could drop everything and write right now. Um, if your space doesn't reflect that you are creating with love, I'm saying you are creating your own block to stop from receiving what you're calling in. So it's time to release what you are creating so that you can receive what you are calling in. Release all of the stuff that's standing in your way, in your nest, in your space, so that you can give birth, right? Lay all the happy eggs and eaglets that spirit's calling you to. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I need to clean my nest big time. Because <laughs> my nest is way over cluttered. Um, so... Got you. Yeah. It's horrible. Uh, so the link will be in the show notes and there'll be additional information in the show notes. Uh, so where can people find you? So I'm on the social medias, all the things. If you do a search for Sensei Victoria Whitfield, and by the way, Sensei in Japanese means teacher. I love teaching. Um, Sensei is spelled S-E-N-S-E-I, Sensei Victoria Whitfield on anything social. You will find me or you put it in Google. You will find me there on Amazon, on iTunes and all the things. Um, the best place for you to go next, if you wanted to go one place, I would have to say is strategicmeditation.com. And that really breaks down more of what is strategic meditation and how you can get involved. Um, if you would love to get involved or if you wanted to share more of this information with people and companies that you feel could really benefit from this. Yeah. How wonderful. And I like to end my podcast with, with asking, um, what would be some uh, advice that you received that has been meaningful and you've passed it on as well? Um, in terms of your business and personal growth? <laughs> uh, so um, <laughs> I'm getting guidance uh, from my spirit guides to share the best bad girl advice I've ever gotten in my life was from a nun. Uh, this is what I'm hearing to say. I used to work in nonprofit um, on a campus of an Episcopal church and uh, we used to we used to go into sneak into the um, the church to grab some of the cupcakes uh, from this incredible gourmet cupcake place with the huge buttercream frosting. Like, no, there, you have no business donating these crazy cupcakes to like people who are homeless. You're gonna drive up there like dental bill, and they they don't even have a house. Like, what are you doing? So we're trying to do them a favor by taking cupcakes from the homeless. I remember. That. 
<laughs> and so we snuck in uh, one day myself, um, one of our uh, one of our members, uh, and a nun who volunteered for a nonprofit. <laughs> Janet, if you ever hear this, I love you. And I remember opening up the the cupcakes, taking them out of the fridge, open them up to see like death by chocolate mint chocolate chip the caramel salted caramel huge piled high with buttercream oh my god this fantastic cupcakes and then a part of me started to get nervous and feel a sense of guilt of like you know maybe i shouldn't be stealing cupcakes from the homeless i know these were donated for the homeless breakfast like none of that makes sense but at the same time at the event of 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 getting the cupcake i started to feel a little bit of remorse and i'll never forget sister malbeck she said, no, oh, no, no, nope, nope, we're here. If you're going to be bad, go to the jungle. And she reaches in for the death by chocolate, the huge one, and takes a huge bite out of it. And uh, <laughs> I was like, whoa, okay, let's do it. So I got the mint chocolate chip and enjoyed it. And for me, <laughs> what that meant was like, don't chicken out on your adventure less thinking more doing right if you're gonna fail fail hard right if you're going to explore something explore the whole thing don't stop three feet from gold as um, napoleon hill would say in think and grow rich because there's something on the other side of that for you and for me that was what i received in that is like you know what yeah i can do this i'm gonna give myself permission I'm going to give myself permission. I carry that giving myself permission to this day, right? And I'm going to laugh at all of the decisions that I make that may not be the best decision, right? So I receive my sense of humor. But if I'm going to be bad, I'm going to go to the jungle. I'm not going to half-ass this failure right now or half-ass this bad decision. There's got to be something in this for me. So I'm all in. I'm all in. And so that... (laughs) is what I was told just now um, by my spirit guides to share is like that bit of advice that stays with me to this day. Best bad girl advice I ever got was from a nun. And it's, if you're going to be bad, go to the jungle. <laughs> that That is poster worthy. <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> what a great thought. Well, thank you so much for joining me. This has been amazing. And I can't thank you enough. My pleasure, truly. Thanks for joining us. Please follow us, submit a rating and review, and share us with your friends. This helps our message reach more listeners. For more information about my products, visit justwantedtoask.com. Thank you. Thank you.